I've been trying to figure out what it means to be human, flesh and bone, spirit and soul. If I cannot learn to love by trying to measure up, why do I think I'd lose it anyway? Somehow you see through my heart and you with my wonder always knowing what I need with a gentle hand you show me where to go no there hasn't been a moment you weren't calling out to me I heard your voice and now I'm coming home just as I am in the good and the bad you still understand that you never stop loving I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you. There's a name that can silence every fear. There's a love that embraces the heartache, the pain, and the tears. Through my faith and my doubting, I know one thing for sure. His word is unfailing. His promise secure. So I'll start again. Everything will be all right. Darkness and the troubles, you're faithful and he is true. 
Father, you say everything's gonna be alright. But my circumstances say I won't last through the night. I need your word to hold me now, need you to pull me through. I need a miracle of breakthrough. I need you. They say you hold the whole universe in your hand. But my world's falling apart like it is made of sand. Am I small enough to slip through the cracks? Can you take my broken pieces and put them back? Give me faith, you believed you were on my side. Open my eyes and see you working in my life. Let the past remind me you'd never fail. And tell my soul it is well. Oh, y todo va a estar bien. Everything will be all right. The whole world's in his hands. The whole world's in his hands. In the darkness, in the trials. He's faithful and he's true. Your whole world's in his hands. You don't know I started yet. Everything, oh, oh, everything will be alright. Right. Oh, 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 don't know I started yet. Oh, 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 and I know everything will be alright. We live in an interactive world where new social media challenges pop up all the time. Some for enjoyment, some for a good cause, others are just plain dangerous. What if you tried a new challenge? One that could transform your life, community, and the world. What if you spent 40 days studying Jesus' words and applying his teachings to everyday life? All focused on five principles. Being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going like Christ. So what are you waiting for? Let's join together and take the Red Letter Challenge. Welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Past behind, setting my heart. 
I know it's hard to do, but be seated. After a song like that, to be seated. And uh, we're going to focus in on what I call the grace of God in a very beautiful way. We have Clayson up here. I want to introduce you to everybody. And we're going to have a baptism. And whenever we do baptism, I'll just tell you, I love watching your reaction to what's taking place up here. You're kind of stretching and looking and watching because there is something significant that takes place up here. And I'm going to walk you through what the Bible says so that you are reminded of the significance of this moment. Um, I, there's three things I'm going to talk about. Number one, everyone is born in sin. We just, you know, that's just the way it is. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now that's the bad news. But the good news is God saw that and he sent his son Jesus to come to this earth to suffer, die, and rise again to bring forgiveness of sins and life with him. But the third teaching I want to give you is what Jesus t said right before he went up into heaven. He had a group of people in front of him, and he gave the marching orders for the church. In other words, this is what we are to do. And he says this in Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Again, the command, the calling, and the blessing of baptism, where Jesus says, I'm going to be with you, Clayson, forever, and I'll never leave you or forsake you. That is really good news. But one of the things we heard in there was, and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. So, yeah, that's for mom to do, but one of the traditions of the church is to ask godparents to come alongside mom, also come alongside Clayson, and you have a very important role. And one of the things you could do is pray for him. Another thing that you can do is uh, remind him what took place on this day. In fact, I always tell people um, there's going to be birthday gifts. A lot of people won't remember the baptism date. But maybe if I can challenge you as godparents to remember this day and um, let them know what took place. But the last one is to model the Christian faith because as Clayson grows up, he's going to be watching and learning from all sorts of people, but he can look to you and hopefully, prayerfully, you will uh, live a life of faith that he's going to look at and say, yep, that's cool. So if you're willing to take on a very important spiritual responsibility, then answer, I will, with God's help. God give you the love and faith to do this on behalf of Clayson. Uh, the Christian faith is, uh, well, it's what Clayson's going to be baptized into. And one of the, the places we have a summary of that is in the Apostles' Creed. And you're going to see it up on the screen and also the screen here. Would you join all of us together, everyone? Let's sh share this out loud about this God who loves us so much. Together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Making some noise there, all right? Well, we are ready, so if you would come. Split them a little closer to the water. Clayson, Joseph, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may our Heavenly Father, who in baptism made you his own, keep you safe in his loving arms forever and ever. Amen. I did tell Mom that if Clayson's in a good mood, I'll take him. If not, but I'm going to take him anyway. That's right. Here we go. I want to introduce you to the newest member of God's family. This is your brother right here. This is Clayson. This is your, these are your brothers and sisters. Now, there's a story behind it. There's actually two parts to the story. Number one, you know, when, when mom had a teacher, I don't know how many years ago, that left a mark on her that she'll never forget. She wanted to somehow honor that and remember him, so the, the clay is uh, an important part of it. But she also wanted a unique name. So then she put Clayson on it. Unique, right? Special, loved by God, and letting the world know that right now, right? So we're going to pray now, and uh, if you would join me. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your love for us. Thank you for bringing Clayson into your family. We pray that as he continues to grow, he does uh, physically and emotionally, but also spiritually knowing you. So thank you for your goodness and grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So exit over here. Here you go, Mom. Hold, hold Clayson. Now, do you remember what we do whenever God does a really great thing? We stand and applaud God's grace in Clayson's life. And another tradition... Jesus, when he was on this earth, said many things. One of the things he said, he says, I am the light of the world. And our prayer is that the light of Jesus would shine brightly in Clayson's life today, tomorrow, and forever. In fact, that it would shine even more brightly every single day. So if you would hold that. And again, thank you for your role. And thank you as a congregation for all that you do so that ministry to somebody like Clayson can happen. All right, thank you. You may be seated.
coming soon, May 24th, it starts our second year doing BLAST. So I asked Brittany to come up here, talk a little bit about BLAST, and kind of let you know what's going on so that you can be blessed and tell other people too. So Brittany. BLAST is a summer day camp for school-age kids. Um, we've kind of taken the elements of VBS and expanded them to make up the entire day. So we have uh, 10 awesome themes. Each week is a different theme. And it's just like VBS where you get to come up on stage or uh, decorate the stage and come in here and sing and worship and get a great message. And then we get to break off into stations doing arts and crafts. Uh, we have games, inflatables, drift bikes, Nerf gun room. Uh, you can sign up for one day, you can sign up for one week, or you can sign up for the entire camp. Uh, camp is nine to three, but we're open 7.30 to 5.30 for before care and after care. And breakfast, lunch, and snacks are provided. This year we're gonna partner up with Camp Luther. So uh, we are their drop-off and pickup location. They bring their bus here and they pick up their campers and they bus them out to Camp Luther for the day and then they bring them up um, for you to pick them up at. You just have to register separately at Camp Luther, but we really wanted to provide that indoor and outdoor camping opportunity. Um, you can sign up or find more information at 1cchurch.com or I will be at Next Steps after service. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about is as we think about parents and kids during the summer, what do you do with your children? And this is one of those answers, is to provide a, a very safe Christian environment where Jesus is taught and fun can be had. And so that's the, the kind of the gist of it. Uh, and you saw the ages that it's for. So, uh, you know, Brock, I know that you don't quite qualify for that, you know. But all of us could pray for this camp. Please do. Because we have members, non-members, people in our community that come and we have a chance to share Jesus with them. So if you would, keep that in prayer. Also, start telling others about it. We are about two months out, and before you know it, camp will begin, and all the fun will be had, right? So, looking forward to it. Go ahead. Yeah. If you're looking for a summer job, or if you have a high schooler or a college student looking for a summer job, you can get an application online or come see me over at Next Steps, too. Yeah, very good. All right, Tim, something that's happening sooner than two months from now. Right, this Saturday, we're really excited to say that we have raised enough money to pack 60,000 meals for children in Haiti. So, yeah, give yourself a hand. Um, we are very excited about that, uh, and we thank you for being a part of that, and we ask you to be a part of it one more time. Come out uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. We have all of the ingredients, but the meals aren't packed. We gotta do that ourselves. So come on out, 10 a.m. We'll have assembly lines set up. We'll teach you how to do it. Uh, it'll be a blast for um, the, the mid-morning. So uh, to sign up, uh, it's totally free. We just ask that you sign up so that we uh, know about how many people are coming. So if you want to pull out your smartphones, if you have it, you can scan our digital bulletin, and there's a link right there so that you can register. So you just click it on your camera, scan that, and it'll take you right to the registration. So even if you don't register, we'd love to have you at 10 a.m. Um, this Saturday right here in the sanctuary. Thanks. Great. Thank you both. All right. Now, hold on here. Just so you know, you're sitting here thinking, well, you know, do they need me? The answer is yes. We need about 200 people to come and help do the rice packs. So if you're sitting here today and saying, well, I don't, you know, can I 
we will use people of all different ages and abilities. There's just so much to do, so many opportunities. So if you would, please, please pray about it. And if you have time between 10 and 12 this Saturday, please come. I've done this before. This is like a very impactful event. Pun intended. Impactful. Get it? Knee slap. All right, let's get on with the other announcements. Red Letter Challenge. That's a new series we're in. This is week number three. We're going to be talking about forgiving, right? Forgiving. If you want further conversations about this Red Letter Challenge, we have two opportunities that happen throughout the week that you can come and talk about this a little bit more. Tuesday night, 6.30 at the Big Ten. I'm there. Um, Kristen's there. We're, we're there with a group of people in the back room. You can get food and drink, and we just sit, and we have a really great conversation. So you can come there. And then Wednesday, 6.30 in the multi-purpose room, the Crosleys lead that group. Again, another opportunity just to talk about these things and learn a little bit more about these challenges we're talking about. Um, then also, let me just draw your attention. These cards, all right? Also, the digital bulletin, if you can put that up there. Um, we're trying to be techno-savvy, we'll just say. And so if you're sitting here now and you've got a smartphone, you can actually take your smartphone and just shoot it up there and on your camera and do it. It'll take you to a bulletin. Prayer requests are there. Sermon outline will be there. Uh, Haiti Project will be there. Blast. I mean, all these different opportunities will be just right on your phone. Now, if you're sitting here saying, mm, you know, I don't want to use that, we do have hard copies that are available at a table right outside the door. So if you'd rather do that, feel free to do that. We also have these cards in the chair backs in front of you. If you're sitting here and you're saying, well, how do I do prayer requests if I don't want to go on? This will tell you how to do the prayer requests. If you are online right now, Facebook Live, feel free to put your prayer request right in the comment section and we'll include that in worship. If you're sitting here today and you say, I'd like to take communion because I know that you do communion. The card will tell you what we believe as a church and how you can take communion. So feel free, please take a, take a good look at that as well. If you are a guest today, and I know I met some guests already, we are so glad you're here in worship with us. We'd love for you to come on back. But before you leave today, if you could, let, let yourself be known. And the card will tell you how to do that. You can stop at Next Steps also. And that'll give us a chance to meet you and greet you and give you a gift. If you're online, just put something in the comment section. Say guest, and we will know that you're, you're here. Uh, last thing is the joy baskets. This is a biblical truth. Every single person here today, whether you are in the house or online, are blessed by God. He has given you some kinds of blessings. I don't know what they all are, but he's blessed you. And one of the things that I find very clearly in the scriptures, God wants people like you and me who have been blessed by him to say thank you in return. I heard some of that happen when we sang that first song. Or after the baptism, when we stood up and applauded, we were giving thanks to God for what he just did. When you serve, like whether it's Haiti or the blast, or when you use your gifts, that's, that's saying thanks. And also when you give your, your tithes and offerings, it's just another way to do it. So I just want to pray now for you, for me, that we would listen to whatever God is saying and that we would be faithful to his calling. So let's pray. Lord, thank you again. You have blessed all of us with one blessing on top of another and and we are so, so thankful. And I pray now that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide every one of us uh, to say thank you in the ways that you are calling us to do so. 
Lord, nothing less, nothing more. May we be faithful as you are also faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on up front for the kids' message. It is time to come on up front. Find a seat on the floor. We are talking about forgiving today. 
And so I have a challenge for someone. I need one volunteer. You want to volunteer? All right, come on up. All right. Boy, he said, don't mess up. He doesn't have much faith in you, does he? Man. <laughs> Is he your friend? Your cousin. So that's a unique. You're his brother. All right. So here is the challenge. You may have done this before. You take a balloon. You hit it up in the air. Don't let it hit the ground. Have you done that before? Think you can do it? All right. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Keeping it. Don't let it hit the floor. This is a lot like forgiving. Because forgiving is something that we do continually. Right? Because we, people are always hurting us or sitting against us. And it is a process that we do over and over and over, just like hitting the balloon, right? Okay, you can hold the balloon and then hold one hand out flat. All right. And I've got some Bibles here. Just You balance those, okay? And then this is like unforgiveness. And see if you can bounce that balloon up in the air, but don't drop the Bibles. And unforgiveness just keeps weighing us down and building and build building don't you're not supposed to let these hit the ground or the balloon let's try this again all right there you go your foot no you got to you have to use your hands there goes another one. all right that didn't work very well did it all right here you let me take the bibles you take the balloon all right take the balloon again and here hold out your hand Hold on just a second. You hold that balloon for just a second. There you go. Hold that. Okay. And I got some more over here. Here's some more. Let's see. All right. Wait a minute. That didn't work very good before, did it? Let me, here, let me take those. Can you, here, give me those. Because you know what? Jesus came to forgive us, didn't he? He came to forgive the entire sins of the world so that we don't have to live in unforgiveness. We are forgiven people, and Jesus carries the weight of those burdens so we don't have to just go ahead and try it again there you go yeah we can receive jesus forgiveness we can live as forgiven people so that we don't have to carry the burden of the weight of unforgiveness right we let jesus carry that all right you can set the balloon down thank you for your help all right let's close in prayer you can repeat after me dear jesus Thank you for forgiving us. Help us to rest in your forgiveness so that we can forgive others too. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats. Thanks for coming up. Bye.
preparation for Holy Communion, let's join together in praying the prayer of confession that you'll see up on the screen. Together we pray. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. And be assured, because of Christ, your sins are forgiven, totally and completely. Have joy, have peace in knowing that. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, 
This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as we continue now with the celebration of Holy Communion, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free to receive those elements, believing that Jesus is present and sins are forgiven. And if you come forward for continuous communion, as you do so, just a reminder, if you desire gluten-free and or grape juice, please let the servers know. Again, may this time be a great reminder that these are God's gifts for all of God's people. Amen.
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you that uh, you are there, present with us throughout life, and that we're always able to come to you no matter what. A prayer, Lord, that you ask, that we ask that you guide the doctors, give them wisdom in treating Nancy, work mightily through them in the treatments to heal her. Please lighten her side effects and give her peace and strength. A prayer that my scope procedure comes back positive on Tuesday. And give me peace, Lord, as I am fearful. Prayer for all the soldiers overseas, Lord, and for anybody in Ukraine, Father, that you just pour out your blessing and mercy and grace on the whole country in Jesus' name. Prayers for a clear CT on Tuesday for Jim. Prayers for Shelly for negative results. A prayer, Lord, that you be with Jerry in hopes that he has a happy health and happy and healthy and safe. Prayers for my good friend. Give her strength and lay your healing hands on her as she goes through chemo. Prayers for my cousin Bobby. Give her strength as she continues her battle with cancer. Prayers for Jaina that you continue her healing. Prayers for my daughter and her children for they have lost their cat and the children are taking it hard. God's healing hand upon Michelle. Prayers for guidance and a clear path for my son, Merritt Faraby. Patience, love, and the Holy Spirit to strengthen him and being helpful to him without strife and frustration. Prayers for peace in our household. Father, we thank you for all these prayers spoken and the ones unspoken on our heart that we're able to come to you with whatever is troubling us and that you're there to pour your love out upon us and to strengthen us. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Continue our journey in the Red Letter Challenge, week number three. We're going to talk about forgiving. And uh, we'll get into more of the details of that. Uh, last week we did this. I'd like to do it again. I'm going to put up the five weeks, the five challenges, the five uh, Red Letter Challenges that Jesus gives us. And would you say these out loud together with me? We'll probably do it two times. So I just want to build in volume. So if you need to practice the first time, that's totally fine. Ready? Being, forgiving, serving, giving, 
going. One more time with a little bit more gusto. Being, forgiving, serving, giving, going. Now with that framework of those five challenges that we have, I'm going to give you a Jim Thielen quote. Being with and in Jesus means life. Being with and in Jesus means life. Life forgiving, life serving, life giving, and life going. All right, so I want you to know that being with Jesus and in Jesus changes life. I mean, we'll be doing that, but we're going to have hope and peace and joy and love. We're going to have meaning and purpose and significance. The more we are being with Jesus, the more clear that's going to be as we live out our life on this earth, however long it's going to be. All right? Now, last week, in light of the topic of forgiveness, I, I said it this way, or it was actually two weeks ago. Forgiveness is not an option. Okay? I'd like to say it a little bit different with another Jim Thielenism, if I could. Being, again, with and in Jesus, equals forgiven, equals forgiving. So being with and in Jesus equals forgiven and equals forgiving. Now, I have an illustration. It changed. I was all ready for a different illustration, and it would have been a lot more difficult to get what I wanted up here. Uh, but Saturday morning, probably 3.30, I'm wide awake, go on Facebook. I know it's not a good thing to do. But I came across a video, and it was a professor that was teaching a very important truth about stress. But I translated it, not just about stress, but it's about forgiving and forgiveness. And so the professor had a glass of water. And he asked the, the students in the class, how much does this weigh? Anybody want to take a guess? How much? Okay, one and a half. And after there, there were guesses, something like that, the professor says, it doesn't matter what this weighs. It matters how long you hold it. And then he went to say this. If you hold this for a minute out like this for a while, your arm might ache a little bit. If you hold it for an hour, your arm might get numb and become very weakened. And if you try to hold it for the whole day, you probably can't. It'll be devastating. You'll probably drop it and the glass will shatter and the water will go all over. And the premise of this, he was talking about stress. I'm going to talk about this as forgiveness. The need to forgiveness, for, for, for forgiveness. If we keep holding on to this and having unforgiveness, it's damaging. And his comment was, put down the glass. And I'm going to say it differently. Go to Jesus. Go to him. If you have a hard time forgiving yourself for something, if you're having a hard time forgiving somebody else for something, go to Jesus. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it for a minute, an hour, a day. 
or I know some people that have held on to unforgiveness for a lifetime. Zero value in doing that. Zero value. Well, I want to take you on a journey today, and we're going to take a look at John chapter 8. But before we do so, if you know, um, one of the premises or um, great uh, disciplines that you can do before you read something is to understand context. What's around it? Before we get to the story in John chapter 8, the first 11 verses, I want to just take you on a journey in the book of John. Remember, John uh, is the author, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He saw things that some of the other disciples didn't get to see. So he was watching all sorts of things. So here's an example. Chapter 2, the wedding at Cana. Um, still chapter 2, Jesus cleanses the temple. I don't know if you remember that scene. Uh, they were selling all sorts of things. Jesus came to the temple, was like, don't do this. Don't make my father's house a den of thieves. And he turns over the tables and shows that he was pretty upset. Um, Jesus and the woman of Samaria. Jesus heals an official son. The healing at the pool on the Sabbath. Um, Jesus is teaching about um, that he is equal with God. Oh, my goodness. That's really big. How about the authority of the Son of Man? That's Jesus. That's really big stuff. Um, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Jesus walks on the water. Jesus teaches that he is the bread of life. Well, he's getting into some really big things. And in here, there's another section in my Bible in my office that actually says the plot to arrest Jesus. You see, what he was talking about and what he was doing was bothering the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was starting to teach about the grace of God and the love of God in a fresh and new way. He was teaching that it's not about what you do, it's about what is done by God, his Father. And that started bothering people. So, that's the context. Now we're going to take a look at John chapter 8. There are so many red letters about forgiveness. We, I could, we could do a whole series just on forgiveness. Um, we're not. We're just going to do one week. It's a really big topic, let me tell you. It is so big. But we're going to focus in and laser in on John chapter 8. And I gave you the backdrop to it. Author is John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John captures some of those moments of Jesus being the deity, the God, but he also captures moments of Jesus being a human. And now we get to this scene where Jesus is, he's going to do some teaching and he's going to do some changing of a life. So I'm going to just walk you through John chapter 8, the first 11 verses, um, and make a couple comments, and I think you're going to see it really clear. So let's start at verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now right before that, in the end of chapter 7, Everybody went to their houses, it says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. So, very public moment. He is now going to go in front of everybody and start teaching about what he's been already teaching, about the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, how God works, how God operates. You know, the things that were irritating the Pharisees and Sadducees, that caused them to plot to arrest Jesus, he's going to do it again. But here's what happens. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. 
they made her stand before the group. And they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, uh, commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? Now, John comments on this. He says this. They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Now, this would be a quandary. Because just think about the two paths he can, he can do. He could say, stone her. Deuteronomy chapter 22, he knows the scriptures, says she should be stoned. But you know what he's been teaching? He's been teaching about forgiveness and grace and mercy. So that would be so contrary to what he's been teaching and preaching. So that doesn't seem to work well. But on the other side, if he says, no, don't stone her, they're going to say, see, he doesn't listen to the word of God. So it seemed as if they got him in a corner. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. So silence, right? But he was writing something. Now, verse 7 says, When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Let me just stop there at this moment. Commentators throughout history have been trying to guess what was he writing. We don't know. I find it interesting. There are some things I would really like to know, and I'm like, why isn't it in the Bible? So I'll probably ask this question when, you know, I get up to heaven. I'll just say, okay, what's up with this? But you can maybe start thinking. Just use your, your mind for a second. So we, he poses this idea, this concept. Who's ever without sin cast the first stone. So do you think maybe, just maybe, this is, this is plausible. Maybe he was starting to write down the names of the Pharisees and Sadducees that were there. And maybe writing their sin. Maybe starting with the oldest and going to the youngest. Because maybe that's why it says this. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. And the story continues. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Now, if there was one person in the group that could stone her, the one who is without sin, it would be Jesus. But he says, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Once again, this will sound weird for me to say, I'm a little disappointed in the scripture. I think there's more detail I'd like to know. What was the woman's name? What happened after this? We don't know. But he puts out there this command. And he puts out there this, yeah, I could have I stoned you. I could have condemned you. Neither do I. Go leave your life of sin. And I'm going to say this. I think one of the reasons why there's not a name, because maybe we are to insert ourselves into the story. 
You sin, I sin. Now, whatever sin it is, it could be different than what she's going through, but we can insert our name in there, and we would be guilty. So I don't know what was going through the woman's mind. Was she feeling guilty because of what she had done? Uh, was she feeling maybe angry that somebody set her up? Who knows what's going through there? But Jesus says, leave it. And I've shared with you the difference between sorry and repentant. It is as different as day and night. Being sorry is being sorry you're caught, right? Being repentant means I'm sorry and I'll never do it again. And I talk about when we do our time with compromands, we talk about this. And I say being sorry is doing a 360, right? We get confronted with what we did. We stop, we say we're sorry, and we turn right, right away again and we keep doing it. But when we are repentant, we turn from the sin and turn towards God. And we find forgiveness and peace in Jesus. I don't know where your journey is today. I don't know where you are today when it comes to this idea of forgiveness. But I do think it's one of the most difficult things is to forgive. To forgive ourselves, maybe forgive somebody we love, maybe somebody that is an enemy to us. But like I said before, okay, being with and in Jesus equals forgiven equals forgiving. I'm going to show you a three-minute video clip. How many of you read the book or know of the book or the movie, The Shack? Anybody ever see it? Like, incredible book, incredible storyline. I'm just going to give you the flyover real quick, and then you'll see it in the video. The main character is Mac. And um, Mac had something horrible happen in his life. His daughter was actually kidnapped and killed. And the whole book, the whole movie, is all about his journey towards forgiveness and having peace. And it was not easy. It was really difficult. So now he's going to have a conversation with the character who is to be like God the Father. So you're going to watch this older man talking to Mac about what's going on. Let's play the video clip, please. He killed my daughter. I want him to hurt like he hurt me. I want you to hurt him. I know you do. But he too is my son, and I want to redeem him. Redeem him? He should burn in hell. So we're back to you as the judge. So you, you just let him get away with it. Nobody gets away with anything. Everything bears consequences. What he did was horrible. I'm not asking you to excuse what he did. I'm asking you to trust me to do what's right and to know what's best. Forgiveness doesn't establish a relationship. It's just about letting go of his throat. Mac, the pain inside is devouring you, robbing you of joy and 
crippling your capacity to love. I can't. You're not stuck because you can't. You're stuck because you won't. powerful moment, right? I'm hoping that as we have gone through what we've gone through so far, talking about being with and in Jesus, when we get to understand the extent of God's grace, mercy, and love, he is calling us not to hold on to things that he already took care of 2,000 years ago on the cross. My sin, other people's sin, he took care of that. And he invites us, again, put down the glass, but even more than that is to trust in him. John 3.16, familiar verse. We love it, right? It goes like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Really great verse. I think verse 17 brings it home. I think verse 17 takes you and me to a whole nother place. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's you, that's me, it's people that have been, maybe they hurt us. God's desire is to save everyone and to forgive everyone. That's in his heart. John wrote the gospel, but he also wrote some letters that we find near the end of the New Testament. In 1 John 2, verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you that you will not sin. But if anybody, anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. God invites you and me and family and friends, neighbors, even enemies to have an advocate named Jesus who is ready to forgive. Amen? All right, let's stand. I want to share with you the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
till the break of dawn. Devil gonna try to take a shot at me. He got number, baby, I got three. Sunday, everybody. Go to peace and serve the Lord. Never gonna run. 